take your copy of God's Word, please, and be turning to the book of Joshua. Find the first chapter of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. Beloved, when it comes to Bible memorization, when it comes to memorizing Bible verses, we seem to relegate that to the children's department or maybe to the youth group, but it's not for us as adults. For some reason, we think that when we get to become adults, when we get into adulthood, we don't need to do that anymore. Now, I don't know where that came from, but nothing could be further from the truth. When do we ever outgrow God's Word? Beloved, we need God's Word at age 6, at age 66, and age 106. And this year we're taking the time, we're challenging our entire church family, Red Hill Baptist Church, to memorize 52 verses of Scripture by heart. And we're following the verses that are outlined in this book we've been talking about and you guys have been picking up called the Joshua Code. 52 scripture verses every believer should know by our own O.S. Hawkins. Now, I know that there are those here today who could care less about memorizing Bible verses. If truth be told, you've already made up your mind that you are not going to participate. You are not going to memorize any Bible verses. Some maybe here, maybe even feel this way. I couldn't memorize a Bible verse if I wanted to. I just can't memorize. Now, I'll be honest. My goal in today's message is to change your mind. My goal today is not only to get you willing to memorize. My goal is to get you excited and eager to memorize Bible verses. And when it comes to some of you here, that's a very tall order I know, but I'm going to take the challenge. And so you're in Joshua chapter 1 by now, I hope. And O.S. Hawkins called his little book, The Joshua Code, because of what we find here in the very first chapter of Joshua. Now you can participate whether or not you have the book or not. Uh, The book will help you with your meditation, and it's got some great things in it. You'll know where we're going. It's a wonderful book. But I want to challenge you, whether you got the book or not, to participate in memorizing God's Word. Now, while you're finding your place there in Joshua 1, if you haven't yet, let me set the stage. The great man of God and leader of God's people, Moses, is dead. Did you know that God buries His workmen, but carries on His work? And Moses is dead. And it's time for a new leader, and the man to carry on God's work here is a man by the name of Joshua. Now, beloved, it's one thing to step in and follow a good leader. But it's something entirely different to step in and follow a great leader. Can you imagine stepping into the sandals, stepping into the place where Moses was? Taking Moses' place? But that's where Joshua found himself. And those are big shoes to fill. And so Joshua needs a word from the Lord. Do you ever need a word from the Lord? Man, I do. Joshua needed a word from the Lord, and the Lord has a word for Joshua. Now I want you to read it with me, beginning there in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, So this is God speaking to Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. By the way, did you notice he's called servant twice? If you're a leader, you're just a servant. We talked about that in our deacon meeting this morning. Servant leadership. We're servants. Now therefore arise, 
Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. All the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Listen to what the Lord says to Joshua. Verse 6, be strong and of a good courage. For to this people you shall devise an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now as we read that did you notice the verse. Where that thought of the Joshua code comes from. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now, O.S. Hawkins said that Joshua Code is a challenge to keep God's word in our mouths through memorization and to keep it in our hearts through meditation day and night. So here's what it's all about. You say, what is the Joshua Code? It's all about Bible memory and Bible meditation. That's what we're talking about. So I want to start a sermon series, a short series, just for the month of January, today called Get Into the Word. And this morning we're going to talk about Bible memorization. Next week, God willing, we're going to talk about Bible meditation. And then the week before Baptist Men's Day, which will wrap up the month, we're going to look at one more important thing when it comes to getting into the Word so the Word can get into us. Now we've just started a new year, right? Just started a new year. Do you want to be successful? Do you want to be prosperous? Most people would say yes. Well, I want you to notice what the Bible says here in Joshua 1.8. Notice the last part of verse 8. After it says about not departing from your mouth and meditating and observing God's word, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good what? Success. So, beloved, we must remember, though, as a follower of Jesus Christ... That um, we define those terms differently than the world does. God is not promising you money or wealth or expensive cars or luxurious mansions and homes if you follow the Joshua Code, okay? Make that clear. We live in a day of the prosperity gospel. Come to Jesus and get a Cadillac. Come to Jesus, get a mansion. Come to Jesus, get all this. That's not what the Lord says in His Word, is it? He says, take up your cross and follow me. The Son of Man have not a place to lay His head. Now God may bless you in wonderful ways, but we define success. We define prosperity as believers differently than the world does. We talk about true success and true prosperity. That is spiritual success and spiritual prosperity. 
And so if you want to be prosperous and successful, then you have to center your thoughts upon the Word of God. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 1, wonderful words. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Listen, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He meditates on God's Word day and night. And here's what it says about that man. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Beloved, if you're going to be spiritually prosperous and successful, you must come to the Word of God. Now that alone should be incentive enough to follow the Joshua Code, but I want to build upon it because I know some of you are still not going to do it. So here's what I want to do. I want to tackle three questions with you you today, okay? Three questions, and I want to encourage you to take some notes, jot some things down. The first question we're going to tackle is this. Why should I memorize God's Word? Why should I memorize God's Word? Now, that's a valid question. Memorization takes some time. It takes some effort. It takes some attention. You have to give your attention to it. I mean, it'd be a lot more fun to play Angry Birds on my iPhone, wouldn't it? I'd be a lot more fun to play Candy Crush or to play video games or to talk on the phone or do something else than memorizing God's Word, right? Well, what God told Joshua, look at what He says in verse 8, that His Word was to be in His mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. God's Word should be in your mouth. Now, if God's Word is going to be in your mouth on an ongoing basis, you have to know God's Word. So here's the question. Why should I take the time to memorize God's Word? Well, number one, because it's God's Word. Because it's God's Word. Now, beloved, this book is not just any book written by just any author. This is the very Word of God. And I want to go on record again today, just telling you, making sure you understand. I believe the Bible is inerrant inspired, authoritative, infallible, and it's the final authority for faith and practice. I believe this book from cover to cover. I even believe the cover where it says Holy Bible. I believe this is God's Word. And because it's God's Word, beloved, I ought to take some time to hide it in my heart. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means it's God-breathed. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is the very Word of God. You know, in school, I remember growing up in school, we had to memorize certain things. Do you remember that? Maybe you had to memorize the Gettysburg Address. How about the preamble to the U.S. Constitution? Hmm? I remember in North Carolina history, I think it was 7th grade. Is it still 7th grade to do that? 7th grade, we had to memorize all... Let me rephrase that. We were supposed to memorize all 100 counties of North Carolina and where they were on the map. Don't ask me how I did on that one. But those things were considered important by our teachers. And so those things were assigned to us to memorize. I had to memorize those things. And so, beloved, if something's considered important, what's required... Let me ask you this. Is there anything more important than God's Word? Is there anything more important? Do you realize, beloved, this is God's love letter to us. This is God telling us that not only did I create you and give you life, I want to give you eternal life. 
I love you so much that even though you sinned and you rebelled against me, I gave my son in your place. He bled. He died. He was buried. He rose again victorious. Because of that, you can have eternal life. And I want you to know me. And I want you to grow. I want you to be be like my son. It's God's love letter to us. Robert J. Morgan wrote a book called A Hundred Bible Verses Everyone Should Know by Heart. And so when you finish this, you can get Robert's uh, book and read them. Here's, here's what he said. When we memorize a word, phrase, line, or verse from God's Word, it's like implanting a powerful radioactive speck of the very mind of God into our finite brains. As we review it or hear it spoken again, it sinks deeper into our heads. As we learn it by heart, it descends into the hidden crevices and fissures of our soul. As we meditate on it, it begins sending out its quiet, therapeutic waves of influence. And as the Apostle Paul said, we are transformed by the renewing of our thoughts, Romans 12.2. That's why the Lord commands us in Proverbs 7, 1 and 3, Treasure my commands, write them on the tablet of your heart. How picturesque. Writing God's Word in your heart. The very first reason we should memorize God's Word is because it is God's Word. It's God's Word. But there's a second thing. Why should I memorize Bible verses, preacher? Because it will help you. It will help you have victory over sin. It will help provide victory over sin. Don't think for a moment that the Bible is silent when it comes to memorizing Bible verses. Jot this reference down. Psalm 119 verse 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word I've hidden in my heart. Memorized it. By the way, do you realize for so long, if people were to know God's word, they had to remember it? They didn't have a written copy of their very own? Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. One author noted, talking about the believer's armor in Ephesians. The believer's armor in the battle for our souls and spiritual survival. All the elements of the armor are defensive except one. The only offensive weapon is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You know, Jesus used the Word of God in temptation. Did you know that? You go read the account in Matthew chapter 4 where the, the Satan comes and he tempts the Lord Jesus. I read it this past week in my Bible reading. Jesus said three times as Satan tempted him, It is written. It is written. It is written. And so we use the Word of God. The Holy Spirit used the Word of God to help us defeat temptation in our life. And as, and as this author mentioned, you know, most of the time, rarely does Satan give us time to look up Bible verses when he's bringing forth those lies of deception. That temptation comes. He doesn't say, okay, time out, get your Bible, make sure you want to do this. Does it? We've got to be ready. And so if I've hidden God's Word in my heart, and I know God's Word, then I have that verse ready and, and ready to pull out. Somebody talked about the fact that memorizing those kinds of verses are like carrying around concealed weapons. And so maybe you have a problem with lying. You're tempted to lie. And so you need to memorize, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. And so you use those verses as weapons in your battle against sin. It will help provide victory over sin. It's God's Word. Thirdly, because it will help provide comfort and sorrow. Memorizing God's Word will provide comfort and sorrow. Can you imagine funerals without Psalm 23? Think about that for a moment. How many times have I stood and I've said, before that family, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and we go on through. It provides comfort in sorrow. To, to memorize those precious passages of Scripture to remind us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It provides comfort in sorrow. Fourth, it will help give power to your witness. As you're sharing your faith, as you're sharing the gospel, use God's word. There's authority that comes when you use God's word. It's, it's not what you're saying, it's what the Bible says. The Bible says in Romans here that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says in Romans, uh, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. As people come and talk to you, you can have power in your witness if you appoint them to the Word of God. And if you've got them hidden, the, hidden away, you can bring them out and use them in your witnessing. Why should I memorize Bible verses, preacher? Well, let me give you a fifth reason. Because it will give direction in your decisions. You got any decisions to make this year, 2014? You know, we make decisions every day, but what about some major decisions? What's the Bible say about that? You ever think about that? If you're taking time and you're hiding God's Word in your heart, it will give you direction. Sometimes those decisions you have to make very rapidly, very quickly. And you realize we can make decisions in an instant that will change the rest of our life. We need God's Word for direction. We need guidance. Let me give you a sixth thing. We need to memorize God's Word because it will help defeat discouragement in your life. It will help defeat discouragement. Now, maybe you're a tempered person where maybe you don't battle discouragement, but I think pretty much everybody from time to time maybe has an issue with discouragement. Some are more prone to it than others. And so imagine you're getting discouraged, but then you begin to think about and recite God's Word. We talked about Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we begin thinking about God's Word and it helps us with our discouragement as we encourage ourselves in the Lord. And then seventh, why should I memorize Bible verses, preacher? Because it will help to build your faith. It will help to build your faith. You see, the more we know about God's Word and we know God's Word, the more we know about our great God. I told you before, don't study the Word of God, study the God of the Word. And as you begin to hide God's Word in your heart, as, as Morgan says, it becomes that radioactive speck, the very mind of God in your mind. And you begin to have the mind of Christ and you begin to grow in your faith. You begin to understand who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ and what you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that's not enough, someone else said this this past week. Memorizing Scripture gives us clearer thoughts, steadier nerves, healthier emotions, purer habits, happier home, uh, homes, greater respect, eternal optimism. They said, isn't that worth at least five minutes a day? There's nothing bad to say about memorizing God's Word. It's all positive. Why should I memorize God's Word? Because it's God's Word and it's beneficial to you. It's profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And so I hope you're getting excited. I hope you're getting eager. Man, I hope you, I'm ready to memorize. But some of you are still, some of you are still like this. Let me ask you this. Second question today. When should I memorize God's Word? We've covered the why, now the when. When should I memorize God's Word? Short answer, now. Now. Why? Because now is all you have from a human standpoint. May I share some verses and a portion of a verse that I memorized years ago? Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Proverbs 27.1 and part of James 4.14. 
Life is fleeting. Life is fragile. We're not promised another day here. And so if you're going to memorize God's word, you better start now. Now, I know some are thinking, I'm going to go ahead and tackle this. Some are thinking this way. I'm just too old to memorize Scripture. Things are easier when you're younger. And that is true in many regards. But, but you know what? If you consider something important, do you know you can memorize it? You're old. If you moved, would you memorize your new address? Or would you just wander around? I'm too old to memorize my new address. <laughs> Don't know where I live. Got to consult my license every time. You got a new telephone number? Would you memorize it? If you got a new email address, would you memorize it? If you have a security code at home, do you memorize that number? Do you carry it around with you or do you memorize it? You got a new PIN number on your bank card, do you memorize it? How about the birthday of the new grandbaby? Are you going to say, oh honey, I love you, I'm just too old to remember your birthday. You say, oh a preacher, I write it down. Do you remember where you wrote it down? If it's important, you can remember it. If, if I made a promise to you that for every verse, I'm not making this promise, but if I made a promise to you that I would pay you $100 for every verse you memorized, would that help your memory? Beloved, if it's important, you can remember it. If you value it, if you consider it a treasure, you can remember it. But guess what, beloved? These verses are worth far more than $100. The psalmist said this about God's Word in Psalm 19, 10-11. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Greater than $100, greater than $1,000, greater than greatest gold is God's Word. Now, if you don't want to memorize just be honest about it. Don't say, oh, I can't remember stuff. Just be honest, I don't want to memorize it. But don't say you can't. With very few exceptions. There may be a few exceptions. With very few exceptions. We can memorize God's Word. It might be slow. might take us a while. We can do it. In fact, did you know doing so might actually strengthen your mind and help your memory as you begin working that brain? As you begin filling it with God's Word? Why should I memorize God's Word? When should I memorize God's Word? Now thirdly. How do I go about memorizing God's Word? I'm going to answer this third question primarily from personal experience. I don't claim originality. People have helped me through the years in Bible memory from Sunday school to vacation Bible school, I guess, and Bible camp, learned a lot of verses and things. But I want to help you on a practical level. How do we go about memorizing God's Word? Okay, our very first verse this week is Genesis 1.1. Now I know that's a verse a lot of people... Now just, let's just be honest about it. Would you be honest? Because we're going to quote it next week. How many of you already know by memory Genesis 1-1? Put your hand up. Alright. Some don't. That's fine. That's a foundational verse. Did you know that Genesis 1-1, if you can grasp that verse, if you believe that verse, you have no problem believing the rest of the Bible. But if you don't believe that verse, then you have a lot of trouble with the rest of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right? Genesis 1-1. Now let's say we've never memorized Genesis 1-1 before, or any verse before. How do I go about doing it, preacher? I want to give you some practical tips right now. Let me ask you another question. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. 
Now, you know what? How do you memorize a verse? One word at a time. Now, I start with the reference. The reference is where the verse lives. Genesis 1.1. I start with the reference and I end with the reference. You know why? I have a terrible time remembering references. I can quote verses. You know those two verses I quoted earlier? About uh, boast not thyself of tomorrow and also um, what is your life? I had to go look at the references. I, I know the verse. I just can't remember. So I put it at the beginning and the end. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning God created the earth. Genesis 1.1. And so what we do is that we just begin with a reference. Genesis 1.1. Say it with me. Genesis 1.1. Say it again. Genesis 1.1. And now you begin to build it. Just like you're going to eat an elephant. Big old thing. One bite at a time. You add another word. Genesis 1.1 N. Say it with me. Genesis 1.1 N. Genesis 1.1 N. You add another word. What's the next word? Let's say it together. Genesis 1.1. In the... Whoo, boy, that's tough, isn't it? No. And then what you can do is you get it all down, you can begin emphasizing different words like this. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I'm emphasizing different words, locking them into my mind. And that'll help you as we talk about meditation next week. As you start looking at individual words. Every jot, every tittle is important. Every word of God is important. No wasted words. Sing it. You like to sing? Make up songs. When I was in Greek class, learning Greek for Bible, I'd make up songs. And, and I do that to try to help me remember the words and the vocabulary. And so if you like to sing, make up your own song. I don't know, what could you sing? In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Whatever, I don't know. Visualize it. Think about it. In the beginning. What's the beginning look like? God created the heavens and the earth. Now let me give you some more tips here. Practical things. Write it out on a card. You can use a 3 by 5 card. If you want to take a care card... Thanks to Chad and Beth, they keep them filled in here. If you want to take every week, you want to take a care card and write out that week's verse. It's going to be in the bulletin. If you want to write that verse and keep that card with you, put it in your pocket, carry it with you, take it with you. And guess what? If you'll do that as you go throughout your day, you'll be amazed how much time you could spend memorizing God's Word. You can also keep it in front of you. You can put it on your cell phone. Wherever you look a lot. Some of you put it on your mirror. Wherever you look a lot, you can put that verse... Wherever you look a lot, you put it and it's there in front of you. And you carry it with you. And what you do is, as you're going throughout the day, you pull it out once you want to look at it. Set it up there as you're driving along. When you go to Walmart, man, you're going to stand in line 15, 20 minutes at least. they got 800 lines and two people working, so just sit there and work on the memory. It's a lot better than those magazines there. Work on that memory verse. Go to the doctor, work on the memory verse. Pull that card out. Then begin sharing what you're learning. Look for a way to talk about it. Look for a way to talk about it. Man, it's a gorgeous day. You know, God created all this for us. You begin to seal it in your mind. And an important thing when it comes to Bible memory is this, beloved. Review it or you'll lose it. As we begin building these verses, you can't just learn the first verse on week one and then forget about it on week 30. You're going to need to bring these verses back up once in a while and review them and refresh your memory on it. And then meditate on it. We're going to leave that for next week. We're going to talk about... Biblical meditation. 
and how to do that. Now here's the question for you today. Are you willing to take the Joshua Code challenge? Are you willing to memorize God's Word? Now is the time. Now is the time. Whether you're really young or old, do it as a family. How awesome would it be if you were to take supper time and when you sit down at supper time, you just say, hey, what's this week's verse? And you say it as a family. Wouldn't that do great things for your family? Yes. I love what Robert Morgan said. We're going to close with this in his book, 100 Verses Everyone Should Know By Heart. Listen to what he said. He says, when you memorize biblical texts, you're putting frames around the verses and hanging them on the walls of your inner library. That's an awesome thought. Putting frames around those verses and hanging them on the walls of your inner library. I love that. Would you redecorate your inner library this year? Would you frame some verses and hang them up in your inner library? Would you hide God's Word in your heart? Start today. Start here. Start now. Start as a family. And may God help us to do it as we memorize God's Word. Father, thank You for Your Word. It is quick. It is powerful. It is sharp. It is profitable. It is a treasure. Lord, help us as a church family and as individuals as we seek to take this challenge to hide Your Word in our heart, that You give us wisdom and strength, that You'd help us to remember these verses. Lord, I pray that our lives would never be the same because we're hanging these verses on the walls of our inner life. Thank You, Lord, for Your Word and for the truth. Thank You most of all for Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name and for His sake. Amen. We want to close this morning. With a song that, to my knowledge, we've not sung here since I've been here. At least I have no record of it. I hope we know it. If not, we can learn it. It's a wonderful song as we think about God's Word this month. Sing them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see. Wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty. Teach me faith and duty. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. How many of you know that song? Hey, great. Let's stand up and sing it. 261.